Welcome to Pathless Podcast. <laughs> if Matt actually plays StarCraft, he wouldn't be that worried about you. Really like, I gotta keep that silver so it's cool. I don't think I made it out of gold for the past like two years. Oh, that's rough. Alright. This is Lightlessness. I'm Ben, your DM here with Sam playing Notchstern. Jeremy playing Morla. Corian Zilson playing Reed. And Matt playing Babe Reeves. Alright, um, so we have a couple things to address. First, I think we got view botted on the podcast. Because like within the past like week and a half, we got 600 downloads. Which is like way more than we normally get. And then a bunch of people followed us. So I thought I'd call out your names just to thank you guys. Um, if anyone decides that they're actually enjoying it and want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that helps us out a lot and other people finding us. But uh, Shadow Wall, East Mabel... Bien Nivu, which I think is how you pronounce that. I'm not sure, though. Akira Tima, 2002. Night Below. Deviate Neko Mimi, which I like the... If that's actually a deviate cat Mimi, that's interesting. And Scott Jones R, or Scott Jones Sir. Not sure. Thank you, guys. And Scott also um, has been somewhat active on the Facebook page, so thanks, Scott, for that. Uh... Now we have time to jump into questions for chance of HP points. So I'm going to go through my notes here, uh, and we're going to use this part of the show. We, we uh, switch between 15-second wrap-ups, random things like that, to um, kind of keep people up on what's going on, because so much has happened in the uh, series so far. Um, but if you guys want to talk about what happened in the past couple episodes while I look these up, you guys can. So feel free. Sure, so after we destroyed the aspect of the hunt of Malar, right, um, we were able to travel to the Diamondback Mountains, and underneath the mountains we found basically a giant, I'd say what hollow, it's the mountain's almost hollowed out at this point, where they're just mining just walls of diamonds, not even just like little ores, like complete walls of diamond. Um, and also I think uh, Quarian found somebody special there. Yes, we did after taking the wild minecart ride, which I will throw in, uh, meet my mom, my estranged mom, who was Queen Katia Zilson, Laura Knuckleback previously, and Queen Goldfist now. Bert, I have my first question up, so who was my first taker? Well, Sam didn't get a chance to provide on the lore, such as talking about the pit that he investigated. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, we're going to jump into that after because i got to find another question after this one. Okay. So, That's good. Sam, um, I there's like, I literally provide you guys with eight different details. Actual details this time, not like, it's a <laughs> flower. Facts, okay, yeah. Okay. About the Gladiolus Tristis. Okay. So like it's a nocturnal. Grow. What's a nocturnal? It. Okay, I went two. Okay. okay. So there you go. Blooms at night's one, definitely. Sure. That's good. And you can do anything about the way it smells or the way it looks. Uh, or where it grows. Yeah, so there's one. So we got ours. In Wasn't there. he the one who was talking to the guy? Why did I give him this question? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fair. Yeah, so in the Royal Garden, that's, that's where we got ours. And um, we also, they also found in the Mute Woods. But we didn't want to that's actually that. true. I will give you that. So areas of dense and heavy rainfall, which should tell you guys something about the Mute Wood as well. That's good to know. Sorry. Oh, the dog's joining us, so if anyone like jumps or there's a crashing on the table, that's... Uh, that's that. Sam, you were granted 1 HP. Good job remembering that stuff that your character said back in the day. Yep. Dang it. By, by the way, <laughs> as soon as you said you had questions for us, I realized that that lore bonus on my character sheet that I was trying to figure out what it was. Oh, that's what that was? <laughs> oh, there we go. 
Alright, I got another one ready, actually. Um, this, this is a pretty hard one, but Jer, we don't know if you're actually going to make full use of this bonus anyway, so I'm going to give it to you. Um, you can just name one hull in Unity. I had names for the different halls. Uh, and it's not just what's down the hall, like not the type of what you call it, there's names of the actual halls. Oh. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, we had Edmund Hall was one of them. We had... Is Steinbeck one of them? Steinbeck's one of the teachers. Uh, I can't find Unity I now. Remember, <laughs> a star something rather was another teacher, but yeah. Bright Sky. Yeah. Well, that would have been that a better one. Major. Asking to name teachers, because I actually can't find many more names on that. Maybe they're in my glossary. All I remember is going to the forward or going to the and breaking uh, the ladder. Here, do you know what? This is a good one for you, Derek. I'm, I'm gonna give you a redemption round real quick. Oh, what? Uh, name all items that we brought to the climax at Hicks. The what? All the items that we brought to the ritual that caused the world to become continually a night. Uh, Gladiol's Tristis. That's one. The ring? Or, wait. The rings came the out of the ritual. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, Scale of Warren. Yep, that's two. And... Necklace of Mailworm? <laughs> no. Wait, hold that's on, that's pretty close. Uh, okay. A choker of Mailworm. There you go. Gotcha. Thank you, Matt. Oh, Matt, thank you. All right, final answer. There was three, right? There's four. There's four. <laughs> Guys, come on. No, <laughs> you can't make this any easier for me. All right, what's the fourth one? Can you can you get the fourth one? A scale of morning, Joker of Maelor, flower, and can I steal it? No, you can't steal it. Clefable. Clefable. Didn't All right. This is like that I time. I don't need the HD. Yeah. It's not your chicken. Morbid does not need the HD bonus. <laughs> All right. Eat those words. Mm. Um. Not for eating everyone else. Put the pet one first. Oh yeah. Good call. That'll work. All right. Uh, this one's for you, Reed. Okay. Who helped Morbo with all of his jewelry questions? Oh. Bell. That's right. I thought that name hadn't been heard in a while, so it was a fair enough question. I was thinking Udo. All right, take it. Udo. And then I just got Matt left here. Um, I'm gonna get wrong anyway. Can you name two of the four legs of the Ketru path? Like, uh, they're not names. They're just parts of the Ketru path. Well, I remember the statue that we had a 50% chance if we go the right way or the wrong way. Uh, the vines with all the trees. Okay. And... That's two, but I want the first one, actually, it's not a statue at all. So if you can clarify that one or come up with the third one, which, actually, I guess the third one's pretty easy, too. Well, is the third one the mountain and we had to actually find the entrance to the cave, the hidden cove? Yeah. Um, what was the entrance, at least? Give me a little bit more clarification. That was on the mountain. It was a meteorite crashed through. There was, like, a sheet of, not ice, it was oh, actually, crystal. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's the mirrored reflection. And you know what? Now that I think back to it, we need to uh, beat up all those under people <laughs> down there and maybe yeah. recruit them to fight the werewolves. Yeah, the barbarian people, the tribe people or whatever. Yeah, or now they're going to be really powerful because they're poisoned by the sun and there's no more sun. 
That's what kept them underground all this time. Oh no! Ben's <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for that one. I'm just... <laughs> so it was the Great Stone. It wasn't a statue, yeah. but that works oh, fine. Oh, Great Stone. Okay. Yep. You got it. You definitely did. Yay! All right, good. Now we can actually play. Eight minutes in. Not too bad. Yay. Hope you fast forwarded up to this point. Um, so if I remember correctly, um, they just came through a hidden door that led into the hidden passage that the players had encountered before when going through the moon store door opening of the main room of Croach. I don't know if any of this makes sense to anyone at home, but they had come to Croach before to find the scale of Morin. They used the moonstone to shine a light and get the door open. They went through the door and found a carved out circle, which they then learned was made by the Diamondback Doors machines. Right. That carved out circle led down into a dragon cave, for lack of a better term, where they first met Moron. And now the players have entered into the tunnel that leads down into the dragon cave or back up to the entrance into Croach's only castle room. Only room in their castle. Right. Okay. So good. The four characters are in that hallway. Plus the... Do we have a random dude, too? Or, or yeah, we have a random NPC that's supposed to type the doors for us. Okay, he did get brought along. I couldn't remember. Was it every hour or, like, every couple of hours? Well, I figured he dropped us off so he could take the minecart back or something like that. Yeah, I think I think he left, you guys. He's going He's going to come back on the minecart and not, like, live there. Okay, right. So, all right, cool. So the dwarf is no longer with us. He went back on the minecart. Piper's crazy. And you guys can do whatever you want. Because it's D&D. So we're heading right out of here, right? Correct? Okay. We can say two crotes or two the watch call, because we talked about the rights and the lefts before. And geolog geo geologically speaking, geographically speaking, thank you. You guys came from the east to the west, which means that you're hitting, because um, it goes into the mountain, the tunnel into the watch call. Mm -hmm. so, so you're going left when you come out of the hole in the wall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, but we don't need that. Well, let's just talk about places. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, my fault for making it stupid. Yeah, but we can go to Croach. Yes. All right. So you guys get to the wall. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe we should check whether or not the night dragon put himself back into storage yet. Let's <laughs> be a dragon. <laughs> or figure out if you could find a portal back to where he came from because it's probably better than here. <laughs> the Wait, shadow fell. Yeah, so it was like a plane of chaos or something. <laughs> well, it's a plane of darkness. Yeah. We just, just talked about the same thing. Night vision, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, you guys make it up to that wall, the hidden wall, um, and there's the lever there to open it back up and get into Croach. So pull the lever. Yep. And um, in front of you is a 13-foot tall, barely clothed, uh, currently washing himself, Dragonborn. Uh, he weighs close to 1,200 pounds now, 2,000 pounds. And uh, you guys just see a big Dragonborn butt. Excuse me? And you hear the door open, yeah. <laughs> Alright, men. Prepare for battle. <laughs> yeah. Wait. His face is still noticeably more fun <laughs> okay, okay. when he turns around and looks at you guys. Prepare His backside was not more fun, but... Yeah. Uh, Each hi. cheek looked like a dragonborn head of its own, so you thought there was two there, but that's fine. It's scaly. It's not like a is normal Is there butt. something I can... Hi, guys. Long time no see. I'm just gonna get clothed now. Uh, we will await you in this other room. Closed door. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get clothed, I guess, and then open the door. Alright, so uh, you guys l cannot get back into that room. It needs a moonstone to get in. 
So your only choice is to go out into the actual city. You can't go back into the tunnel. That's closed behind you guys. Mm. Oh, I had shut the door while we were on the other side. Shut the door while we Looking were Looking at me? Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, so before it closed, you guys were still inside the thing, and you guys just shut it again. Oh, that's fine. That works. Good. All right, so they're, they're back in the tunnel. You get dressed. They don't know I you're can't dressed. I the door. Right. <laughs> I don't have the moonstone anymore. Yeah, no, no one has the moonstone. <laughs> <sighs> It's probably just as simple as knocking yeah, on the door. I was going to just knock yeah. on the door and be that like, works. okay, I'm good. All right, so everyone's together with a dressed Morva. So, how, how are things? <laughs> he's got, like, t- tatters of his previous clothes. <laughs> no, uh, he's dressed pretty regally. He's um, dressed in, like, a uh, fancy but light armor. Um, you know, st- still Morva style, but definitely looks more kingly. You seem to be doing well. I did not realize that Dragonborns continued to grow after however many years old you are. Uh, this was a little bit of moron. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of moron? Well, quite a bit of moron, as you can see. Uh, he made me this permanently. Uh, yeah. For any particular reason? I don't know, honestly. Oh. I don't think... The reason would be the, the background of what's happened. Like, well, so you could be presented okay. in a more regal way, so... So, I mean, I'm now leading quite a few hundred people. Uh, so they need me to... A few hundred people? Oh, yes. The, uh, Croach has seen a little bit of a revival in your guys' time away. How if you'd f- like, I can show you. How fast do they breed, lad? Oh, no, these aren't... These are not dragonborn people. They're mostly... Human dwarves elves. Mostly foreigners. Oh, Oh, refugees. Yeah, mostly. They've uh, come here and become part of the village. I see. It helps clean up a lot, which is good. Though it still smells. Something I won't get away from, I'm sure. I guess we will accept your offer to go on a tour of the village. Okay. This way. And I guess I have a much bigger door now to leave out of. Yes. <laughs> so. It was actually a prank by Moron. He's going to squeeze through. <laughs> yeah. So I will open the door and... Lead them out. Yes. All right, so everyone sees that um, it's a shanty town. Like, okay. there's no built houses... You can see in the distance from the high up point where you guys are, because you guys are up the stairs and th- what you call it. Gate's still broken down. His tower that he was still in is still there. They've cleaned up nothing except the bodies. Um, but there's still blood all over the streets and still the stench. So, this is Croach. Uh, the people, like, um, you know, nod to him as they walk past. They're all busy working and such. And they pay a little mind to you guys. Well, I mean, Rome, or... Roma was not built in a day, so... <laughs> yes, it's been a process. Uh, Moron has also been very busy trying to find me wives, which... Is, only I imagine... What? What? Uh, for the sake of rebuilding, you know, the Dragonborn race, we've had to find uh, suitable women for me, but not with much avail. You found more Dragonborns? We're, we're making a process of it. Uh, Moron has his ways. 
Yeah, last time you met with Morin, he did explain that if he could find someone to turn into a dragonborn, it would be less work than creating humans from scratch, or oh. creating a, a humanoid from scratch. Sure was not... I dead at that point? No. Yeah. That was uh, probably when he took him, so you were probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. You were dead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Make sure Morin doesn't do any blood sacrifices here. That's no, it. no, he's just been taking a little bit of our blood. So, Lad, how are how are you feeding all these people? Oh, um, Moron has been helping, but they all think that it comes from me. Which is fine. They don't need to know. You're just picking <laughs> Lad. I like this. <laughs> You've changed. It's been a lot harder. This is great. <laughs> I feel so much closer to you now. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get to smash things as much as I used to, though. Which is unfortunate. No, no, I think this is a good thing. Uh, listen, so, listen, Morva. I realize you do not know much about ruling and leadership, so I'm going to have to coach you a little bit here. But you should not be getting your own hands dirty, is what it basically comes down to. But that's all I've ever known. Yeah, that's going to have to change. <laughs> hmm. Um, the second thing about leadership is that Nodding is not quite acceptable. <laughs> I don't care about these people. <laughs> See, and that's the third part of leadership. <laughs> the third part of leadership is that you probably should care about these people. Or at least not say you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> A guy walks by as you guys are talking about this, and he's like... <laughs> he shrugs his shoulders and moves on. <laughs> Regardless, I'm not here to listen about things I could care less about. What are you guys here for? Things you could care less about, lad. No, I'm just playing the moon. I'm trying to destroy it. We also thought we'd turning. swing by and say hi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to see you, too. Yeah, so <laughs> you still have your fairy friend? Yep. She's still around. Okay. And has a sweet rod, and he's got a nice beard now. Oh, yeah. Nice fair beard. It has gone longer. And uh. braided. <laughs> and he looks like a dwarf. <laughs> More traditional now. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I, 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 I no, can't nobody tell you gnomes and dwarves apart. <laughs> I don't look fully like a dwarf, do I? You're pretty dwarven. I don't know. I guess, I guess For maybe it's just like the beard. Me, you look That's a good like point. A dwarf. Yeah. I mean, it's your gnome. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the belly got a little more polished. <laughs> <laughs> Those are jewels, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I still got like a pointy face, not like a big rounded. That's like, true. No, no, you're, nose, right? That's too shy. No, no, no. Gnomes do have big old noses. That's what I'm saying, but no, okay. no, gnomes have, no, gnomes have, like, pointy nose, I thought. I guess it depends on your nose. Yeah, I think there's obviously different types. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy has a pointy... How can you say a nice thing on someone's nose? Moving on. <laughs> so anyway, Jeremy's got a nice Hold nose. Hold on, this coming from Ben. <laughs> yeah, I got a long... Ben I was going to ben. compare and contrast here. I've got, like, a long nose, and Jeremy's got more of a knob nose, but it sounded bad to say knob nose, so I didn't want to say it. So thanks, guys. All right. So uh, you guys realize that there's like this is all Matt's fault. a ton of people. Brought it up. <laughs> a ton of people here. Uh, you know, as you guys are talking about all these people and looking around, there's probably 800 people. What? Um, I said there was a revival. And then uh, he did ask what you guys are doing here. You guys said saying hi. And then where are we at? I think Carlos was uh, <clears throat> thinking about taking over and uh, <laughs> leading them. All right. So, first thing is, I realize you dragonborns don't need these things, 
but you need to set up an infrastructure, a proper infrastructure. And in order to do this, you're going to have to explain to the people that you need to collect taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We never collected taxes in Croach. But they were all dragon people. These are not. It's well, like an immigration tax. It's like it's like a hotel fee. You're providing them space to live, and they provide you with fees to maintain that. What do you think? More of us. Speaking of things that are beneath us right now, taxes are not necessary. Especially, what do these people even have? Not much of anything, except I'm appreciating them helping out. Yeah. So let's let's work on the moon, and then you can be the hero king guy that can be awesome and get taxes then. <laughs> or whatever that, that floats your boat. Krellside. Wait, it's not Krellside. It's Quarian. That's one. Yes. <laughs> Quarian. So, slave labor, right? That's what the taxes are now? <laughs> Try that. <laughs> we like to uh, sell it a little differently, but... <laughs> well... If you guys have nothing to be doing here, you can feel free to head back down the mountain. I mean, I understand you have moon problems, and I can help where necessary. I'm, I'm sure you've probably observed our moon problems as well. <laughs> well, we haven't had any lake for problems. Uh, yeah, that's my next really? question. Yeah. yeah. It's just been lots of business, or lots of work up here. There are, like, explosions in the south, though, that you keep hearing. Well... Yes, there are <laughs> <laughs> he just assumed those were a natural part of the moon always being out. <laughs> you know, just earthquakes or something. <laughs> are these people from Tribeck? They're from around. They just kind of came, and I've been and helping how big, them help. Is, is there a reason why they came? Like, did they tell you, oh, we were told by some random dragon god to come up here, or... They just magically decide that this. I just give me that in case you want to reread your background a little bit. City that nobody really knew about was a good place to. Well, uh, Morbid has background on Telus. Telus has been traders with the Bear Mountains for a long time. Yeah. Oh, so they're from Telus. Is that what I asked? Jeremy didn't answer it, but yes, they're from Telus. That's why I handed it to you too, Jer. My bad. The uh, the first six hundred settlers arrived from Telus, and they've gotten two hundred more since that time. Gotcha. Okay. That aren't necessarily from Telus. They're from... Um, Telus's tree festival, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Founders. Founders Day, yep. There's really no tree festival. Oh, so, climb trees. Climb trees, there you go. So have we seen uh, the man who we gave a dog to? I don't... Um, Tos McKenzie. Remember him? Not he, really. Yeah, he would be up here. So he's here, Jer. He might not have made the track. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'd be up here. Um, that would have been a good question. But he's all skinny because he can't... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's still eating. We all know it. <laughs> I'll get his name. He's eating rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Warren has to cast... That's where all the bodies went. <laughs> and create for the rest of the town. All right. It's like uh, he's got two big plates. Like one's for everybody, one's for him. Yep. yep. Exactly. Like I said. Barrier. Farrier, that's yeah. it. We should put him in the uh, doors. Yeah, Farrier is the one that uh, is friends with Fingin. Him and the thing can fight each other over eating the jewels. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop Farrier down the hole, is that what he said? 
He won't win. <laughs> he just gets caught. <laughs> <He's> stuck. <laughs> and he wins because he starves the rock worm. <laughs> The, the rock worm tries to get up and it just gets caught. <laughs> no air gets down there anymore. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's fine. So, Ferrier is here. Morva confirms. And has he been assisting you at all with administrative work? You can make him whatever you want, Morva. This is your town. <laughs> I think? I don't know. I told him to do whatever he sees fit. <laughs> um, maybe we should talk to him about the rate of progress. In town so far. You can do that. No, no, no. You are the leader here, Morva. I'm trying to help Delegate. you out here. <laughs> oh, Morva. Delegate to him. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, yeah, I, I, was, yeah, King, yeah. I couldn't say that, right? Yeah. 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 That was good. Uh, Morva, I don't know what, anything about this stuff. What about Belle? I don't think I've seen her, no. Are there any traitors still left in the town? Because we know they don't have much, so therefore we'd like to sell them. <laughs> Everyone was traders in there. I'm like, you know, majority of the population were lumberjacks and traders, so you definitely have a good population of those. You got the majority of people from Telus, so whatever they had in Telus, you probably have here. Except Bell. Hmm. Anyway, no. Well, we knew we went south after stopping by Telus. It's a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. He was actually right behind us the whole entire time. <laughs> you don't know how close you are. <laughs> I hear he's a rogue, so this is definitely a possibility. <laughs> That's true. All right. You guys uh, caught most of the information that Morva has, so I can. Well, Morva, good I... job, team. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We, 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 we milked the uh, parentheses and PC. <laughs> we never do that. That's great. Well, Morva, we're thinking about going down to the uh, frozen lake to... The one that Morin was birthed from. Oh, was he? Yes. I thought it was more of an afterbirth. No, no, he was born from that lake. It's why it's so very, very cold. In fact, it will probably hurt you guys a bit, but it, it, it gets fine after you get fully into it. I've done it. Is it like a reverse hot tub? I suppose so. After a little bit, everything just starts going numb. And then it's fine. You just have to have somebody pull you up. (laughs) Well, it's not very hard when you're my height. Ah, ah, ah. It's true. But why are we going down there again, lads? Please refresh my memory. Well, I have this key. Which Have you ever seen this? That's a thick glass key that says, you can almost drink your reflection in this clear gate. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if it was one of those artifacts you were supposed to be protecting. Nope, I've just been trying to procreate. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm coming back here. <laughs> like I said, though, with Morin, it hasn't been very successful. Mm. Making better luck with him, with him as your wingman. Well, I'll pick out all the dwarven I can ladies. go with you guys to the lake, I suppose. Maybe Sounds great. Let's go. Go well. That would be helpful, actually. All right. So um, you guys head through town. Um, you don't see much more except that the people have begun starting to clean up a lot of the debris inside of their bodies. Uh, is there any... <clears throat> more of a... Is there any way that I could get a new jacket? Mine's... I'm still uh, rocking this lycanthrope cloak. 
sure, I can go ask somebody, I guess. There you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's done. <laughs> All right. So You're um, able to get a jacket. Yeah, I'll just yell. <laughs> That's yell not... Somebody give me a jacket for a human, or for a gnome. Sorry. <clears throat> you got a jacket. Sweet, thank you. There you go. Okay. So we continue. It's kind of punkish, actually. I was going to say, can I get it tailored? <laughs> it was from, like, a kid. <laughs> and it was, like, a very, like, a 90s punk scene. You know? There's, like, black swatches in it. And <laughs> little pieces of metal studs out. Yeah. leather jacket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So no one tells him, but on the back of his jacket, it says, like, <laughs> uh, bad <laughs> something. I don't know. Bad dog. Yeah, bad dog. <laughs> <They're like that>. <laughs> <laughs> or mad dog. Mad Dog's classic enough. All right, the back of his jacket also says Mad Dog. You guys make it down to the Magic Arena, which is quite a walk. Uh, you guys follow alongside the river that comes from the mountains that leads into it. And uh, as you go down, the water turns from slosh into ice again. Thick ice. Before the talk, can I ask yeah, something? of course. Hey, guys, is there any way we can load up on provisions before we start heading out? Oh, well, I don't think we're heading out. We're just taking a day trip to the river. Or Pond. Day trips always end up to be week trips. Always end up to be forty people following us. Can't be <laughs> trips. Oh, yeah, we should probably have I mean, a uh, tech person too. Ah, yes. Moron yeah. might be able to uh, well, just provide you food. We get that one of those from immunity, right? So yeah, the well, goal is if they're here. Oh, okay. Why? Why travel <laughs> if they're already here? What's your mom gonna know? Come on, man. Rebel. <laughs> The bad boys <laughs> or mad dogs. <laughs> oh, go ahead. So more of us said you met your mother. You met your mother. Oh, I didn't hear him because he doesn't speak loud enough. Uh, no one's speaking loud enough. Sorry. Go ahead. So you've met your mother. Oh, um, yes. Is she nice? I, she's... Quite similar to my father, in many respects. Oh, okay, so not that much. Well, no, I mean, they're both... They're just a little quirky, really, when you get down to it. Hmm. She's easy on the lies, lad. Probably a little bit not otherwise. No, I mean, she hosts festivals and really inspires her people. I mean, she's doing a good job. Oh, okay, that's nice. She'd be a good dragonborn. Maybe he could be uh, no, 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 that's quite Corey, no, Corey's I'm father. Quite <laughs> His family has always seemed a little off, so I'll, I'll prefer to stay away from that. Corrin's new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my dad! <laughs> He's younger than Corrin. <laughs> um, so, um, more of a... He eats a ton now, and he does have like 22 rations on hand. <laughs> so this was my afternoon snack, but you guys. Can have... So it's up to you guys whether or not you want to go back and find some food or just oh, level we, twenty-two. I said before we left. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like go back or just continue on from where we were. Because uh, if it's just food, you guys are worried about. I wouldn't worry too much about. Like I said, I think it's twenty-two rations can keep you guys by. Okay. But um, if you guys think that you need to find someone who can do the tech job over at the Vagrant Mountains before you go to the Magic Arena, you guys can do that first. But the food thing, you guys don't have to worry about. Let's just go. Good. Lad, what? If we get the tech person now, we can make them wait by the door. So while we're gone, that's already done. 
I, I think be... that it's in our best interest to get a suitably qualified person for the Diamondback Dwarves. They did give you a large diamond. <laughs> Was, wasn't was Gold Ball and everything up at the uh, festival? There were a bunch of uh, people from Unity up here last we were here. For the festival. For the festival, yeah. I would... If we don't want to search, that's fine. Alright, so, so you guys it's search... Only the dwarves uh, our, that are, it's our, only his dwarf Our plan are... is to go to Unity anyway, because we got to give them this diamond, well, these diamonds, to create an entire like derp. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like a derp, <laughs> annihilation, system, something Expanded like ray. System expanded ray, I like it. Sure. Alright, good. Well, then I'm going to move you guys to or the river. Laser. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact of the matter is there was no one in Telus that did that stuff. Remember, they were all anti... Uh, what you call for the most part? Forge. Anti-forge. Yeah, Telus is anti-forge part of the north. So, because they're all lumberjackies. So you guys spend a lot of time <laughs> looking for someone. You don't find someone. You guys get rations. And you're at Magic Arena. Frozen Lake of Doom. Dun, dun, dun. You guys notice that Morva's weapons are all large size now to match them, too. Is that XP plus 1d4 is? Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, that's another tavern talk later. Got it. That's weird. Well, it's actually better. If you just add 1d4 per size increment of yeah. weapons, then you don't have to remember how to change dice into dice into dice. You mean uh, 1d8, 1d10, 1d12, 2D I don't actually think it always goes that way, but that's fine. Makes a lot better for shuriken, too. We always tried to like make a giant <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, right. we tried to make giant shurikens. Yeah. That's right. It's like now you're up to one d eight. Yep. Because it's one d two, and then if you do one d two plus sixty four, that works. I don't oh, know if they go exactly in order, but again, that's a different thing because I thought one d eight goes up to two d six. No, one d eight goes up to one d ten. One d ten might go to two d six. I think that's like what that. it is. But anyway, we don't have to know that stuff. It doesn't matter. Time to talk later. User at a frozen river with a magical key. This is what dreams are made of. We don't actually complete quests around here. Right? <laughs> we talk about stuff. We try to get rich. <laughs> what, was it a uh, uh, abandoned quest? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Side quest. Um, okay. So all we know is you can almost drink your reflection in this clear gate. So where is there a gate-looking thing? I can go into the lake and check. There you go. <laughs> hey, Atta boy. Wait, more, you can swim? For the most part. <laughs> He's actually taller than the lake. The lake isn't actually that deep. Uh, yeah, we didn't really specify how deep the lake is, though I've never had to know. Yeah, you've never had to know. Oh, uh, that's but right. We'll find out. He's we'll a, keep it at that. He's a sea beast. Yeah, I keep forgetting this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sea beast. I see sea beast. Well, uh, yeah, uh, there you go. I've got this dinky little key in my... Yeah, claws. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gonna, hopefully, I don't break it. All right. So, what do you do? Start walking into the lake. You drown. Unfortunately, you stand on top of the ice and it doesn't break through. Gosh dang it! I'll go mm -hmm. towards the center of the lake. Okay. And still fine. Yep. Try stabbing the ice with the key. I was key? about to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, as you lean forward, you focus your, focus your weight in one spot. More so, and then you break through the ice ah. <laughs> before the cave touches it. Two thousand pounds. I mean, it was pushing it. They made it out that far, but I wanted you to fall in. So, okay. so you, you fall in, um, fully submerged. Uh, how does that work? So, like super heavy objects. Just kind of. How does water into the ice? 
I, physics and D&D is so important. The fact that he's 2,000 pounds. Can yeah, he swim? But, yeah, because yeah. he's, he's probably raw muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, he is. Uh, I mean, whales, whales can swim, yeah. yeah. But I thought their bodies are made to float, and the insides of them are... I guess yeah, his inside well. has buoyancy too, right? The inside of his body is buoyancy. Yeah, I mean, if he's just... Well. Large, I mean, all right. Unless he became... The, like, densest dragonborn okay. you've ever met. So weight doesn't matter. Density matters. I just wondered if density naturally increases as weight increases. That was my physics well, question. If he, if he can walk, he can probably swim. If okay. he walks the same way he used to walk, I he wondered how that works. Way, you know? His, his muscles should be mostly what are still so. Interesting. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah, it's proportional. Also, right. oh, like ninety percent of his body is still water, things like that. Yeah, yeah, like seven. However, magic. He's dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wondered, guys. I just wondered. I, I wondered how that worked. Whether or not heavy things, which call it water. I'm sorry. No, he's nine percent dragon magic. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we can ask. Okay, Matt, do you think you're less buoyant than Matt? <laughs> well, no, I think I'm more buoyant. Cause isn't fat more buoyant yes. than yeah? Yeah, muscle. yeah, but you can yeah. just take it the way. Can a large ship float, and does a toy ship float? Okay, but ships are made to float. Okay, I understand that. We but can't talk about whales and ships. Whales are... <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I, I didn't know if, if he would go down to the bottom and get attacked by everything that's in this lake. So, <laughs> we're good. Alright, so you fall into the water. You're able to swim. Let's, um... Let's talk, doggy, doggy let's talk because you're wearing armor and you have big... Well, uh, he's actually weapons. a barbarian, so he wears very, very light stuff so they can keep his right. movement. And, he's gotcha. and he I can swim, no problem. Have any armor. He you do. Yeah, you said you do. You have, very you have a legs. leather. And you have to take it off. Okay, yeah. yeah, you have a leather armor. So the leather gets wet. And then... <laughs> That's well, you're not used to wearing it. Like you never wore it before, so you never thought to take it off. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Important physics magic question. Since we're going into a healing lake, does Wisp just... I think we said he has fast healing like one per round or something to be fair. Yeah, like when it rains and stuff. Alright. We got a mic issue. <laughs> That's fine. Alright, we'll raise it up. That's why I have it on the pulley system. Raise uh, So basically, for everyone at home, we are going to take a pause because we got to set up a underwater battle combat system thing. Bye. Be right back. I believe so. Alright, I believe so. We're back. And uh, we are set up here. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, long bars and short bars. Uh, because this underwater combat involves a 3D system of moving around. Um, and basically what we have here is we have Morva fully submerged in the water in the lake. His visibility underwater is 30 feet due to the fact that water is barely passing through the light. And that's going to be true for any character. So dark vision doesn't matter. It's 30 feet until the water obscures your vision. Um, additionally, where's my notepad? Other underwater rules... Um, disadvantage on melee attacks, except with daggers, javelins, short swords, spears, or tridents. And disadvantage with range, except crossbow, net, or weapon thrown. That's from the above. Uh, every movement's doubled, so one foot costs two feet, so five feet costs ten feet. When swimming, unless you have a swim speed. And that is everything you guys need to know. Does magical what? firework or anything like that, or we'll find that out Huh, interestingly enough, the underwater combat section is very short, and it really just addresses movement and visibility. Cool. It didn't say anything about magical fire. Sure. Um, needs oxygen. It could use oxygen inside the thing. It's magical anyway. So I guess, like, we'll allow magical fire, but uh, maybe it'll have a disadvantage because that's how you, you know, if something's unlikely in 5e, you just throw a disadvantage at it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, what about the orb of light that Morva owns? That will 
probably increase visibility if you can communicate with him underwater somehow to use it. Okay, and Morva also has lightning javelins. Yes, he does. Just and reminding Morva because yeah, I do. Okay. And Morva does it. not have dark vision, right? Correct. Correct. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They don't well, talk about characters who have different. I just bring that up because you said that it's dark underwater because of the heavy layer of ice. Yeah. Um. So you treat it like dim light. Uh, dim. Dim vision is what. Okay. They have different uh, levels you can pick for your water. So a very little thing, and then it's dim light, um, and thirty feet is max visibility. Okay. So. Realistically, he probably only has a clear vision of fifteen feet because he doesn't have dark vision or something like that. Uh, so, we have more of it in the water. You want to put your head back up? You want to swim down? What's your plan here? Uh, I'll bring my head back up, yeah. Just to okay. say, show, or I'm okay. Alright, you don't have to actually move your figure. Okay. We'll talk about it. So, I'll just... I'm okay. We're good. Good? <laughs> Do you need us to come with you, lad? Uh, I'll let you know. I guess. Because... So far, nothing's hitting me. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going back down. Cool. Breath of water. So you yeah. decide to start swimming down, right? Yep. Uh, all right, so for uh, guys, do you think we should be prepared to jump in? Well, he doesn't sound too panicked, so... Okay. So you guys are staying at a distance from the hole, and you are offering moving closer to the hole, right? That's what I was doing. All right. So you guys could at least see him or something. All right, well, uh, Morva, uh, you can descend. So, how much movement do you have? I have 40, so I can only go 20 down. Okay, so we're going to move you down to this line then. We're going to see you at the top. About there. That's good. Works great. And then I'll wrap this around for you. Thank you. So, it's nice and tight. So, anyway, you swim down. Uh, you see nothing. The uh, water feels nice and warm for you. Just uh, good. Nice. Yep. I have to come here more often. Would you like to continue swimming? Sure, why not? All right. Descend another 20. All right, so it's at this point, um, you still can't see the bottom to this water or anything like that. Right. But um, you start seeing a glowing light in the distance. Down towards the bottom? Down towards the bottom, yeah. Okay. Do I need to worry about getting my air at some point here? No, you can hold your breath for about like five minutes or so. Yeah, you okay. can hold your breath a really long time. Like, these are trained Navy SEALs adventurers. Okay, so five minutes is plenty of rounds. Got yeah. It. Yeah, you're swimming quickly. You're trying to figure this out. You're not, like, screwing around in the water even though... Real time, it feels that way. Right. So you continue to dive, correct? Yep. So as you dive, just like another 10, you can now make out this thing. Yep. Um, and it is a very pretty looking, um, <laughs> what's that word? Translucent, uh, jellyfish-like almost creature. Um, it has a head that's covered in little lights, like little LEDs, and that's the light that you were seeing. And then the rest of the body kind of reflects that light a little bit. Hmm. And its head is noticeable, it's right here, it's just two little eyes, and it's like uh, looking up towards you from the bottom. Hmm. Okay. So, hmm. There's something else here, so I shall ready a spear just in case. Okay, that's and fine. continue moving down. All right. Well, my only javelin. Yep. So um, as you move down towards it, you can see it standing right in front of a door. Um, this is a normal-looking wooden door, but 
it has no knob or handle. Okay. And um, the door itself just has a keyhole in it, which is a rather large sized keyhole. And um, that ring that I told you guys got was a hefty key. I know it probably still looks small in Morvis' hands, but. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so then it was maybe not me holding it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, as you're readied here, though, uh, you can feel the water move around you. And um, I'll just do an initiative check against you to see whether or not you're ready before this thing attacks. So go ahead and roll an initiative for me. Got it. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, 11. Oh, you're not in this combat. I have to add you in. More of a... Roll initiative. Okay. Start. And what did you have again? 11. So that's no problem. So something water-like, but un, you know, unable to be seen, um, grabs you by the leg, ideally. And I have not used this thing in a while. Can I roll for that? Yeah, I can. 22 hit? Yep. All right. Uh, and is going to hit you for... 18 damage. Okay. You are now constricted. You feel it pulling at you. So uh, it is your turn. And you may attempt an escape DC or attempt to attack this thing that's constricting you at a 50% mischance. Or I guess at a disadvantage. I don't know what the combat against invisibles are, but we're just going to do... Do they actually bother 50% mischance? Does anyone remember this coming up in 5e yet? No. Okay. It doesn't list anything next to what it means to be invisible here, but I'm going to do 50% mischance because I think that makes more sense than a disadvantage, but I'm not sure. Oh, Is a disadvantage a 50% chance of missing? No. Not really. Mm. No. It's variable to what your initial... So Reed's going to look up invisibility for me, and Jeremy, what would you like to do? I'm would you like to try to escape and run or attack and fight? Stay and fight. Uh, since I can't see it, Right, it's invisible. Correct. You you don't know I where don't this really thing is. I really know what's constricting me. Yeah, you just know it has your leg. Uh, okay, it only has my leg. I mean, I'll. <laughs> it only has my leg. <laughs> it did hurt though. So, uh, I'll try attacking it. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Eighteen hit. And eighteen will hit if you happen to actually hit it. Um, it's a disadvantage, evidently. Okay, then that's fine. That's what we'll do. 18. You still hit. Nice. Alright, so you hit this creature. D6, 64. 8. <clears throat> do you have a lightning bonus with that, or no? No, that's throwing it. The the lightning javelin is... It's only when I throw it, it turns into the thing. Okay. So that's 8 plus... 4? 12? 12 damage. Yep. Okay. Alright, um, it's still grasped onto you and it's going to return the pain. Constricting tighter around your leg, cutting off circulation, it oh. deals Oops. another six damage. Okay. Which is. I have two attacks. Oops. Hmm. But that's fine. This will be a reaction. So, how much HP do you have? 46 right now. Okay. And since it doesn't seem to be lighting up, um, I'm 
going to. I guess I'll try breaking out of it and going back up. Okay. Let's escape. Yeah. You pass. You're able to escape from its grasp. And um, I think you still get your move action. So, yep. 20 feet up. All right. Go ahead. About there. Perfect. And it's going to come at you again. Uh, you can feel the force of water as it moves towards you with a 17. Yep. So it grabs your leg again, and this time when it squeezes it, it does 17 damage to you. Holy crap. Okay. Your turn. It's going to be you and him until one of you dies. <laughs> <coughs> or you get out of the water. Now, um, you still can dash in water, but you have to be escaped first. So that's why you're only getting a normal movement. Uh-huh. So you get, everyone's aware you can dash in water. Doesn't say anywhere you can't take certain actions. So, so, uh, but I mean, if you were a rogue, you'd have dash for free as your bonus action. So you could escape and take a dash. I think that yeah. might work. Sounds good. Since this thing doesn't want to let up, I'll so just, I'm just work. gonna rage. <laughs> All right. So you start frenzying. Yep. That's a free action, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to take my attacks at it. Okay, take disadvantage on them. Um, your character has two attacks now, I should yeah. say with that. Yeah, yeah. So you could so have taken two attacks at it before. Yeah, I know. Okay, but that's fine. Whatever, that's... Now, I mistake. think you have disadvantage from being grappled while fighting, too. Uh, does anyone know if that's the case? Read, rulebook guy? Well, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, so they, they can't stack, period. Yeah. All right, good. So I'm... Um, yeah, but if he uses Reckless, then he would negate one of them. But the it, other it doesn't one. matter if it's three... No, Matt's right. The way it works is plus one, minus one, plus one. Because um, Reckless would give sure. him advantage. I'm pretty sure we, we saw before that you could have tons of disadvantages, and as soon as you have one advantage, it can't stop. I'm hmm. pretty sure that's how it is. Unless we house-rolled it. I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure well, that's we how We haven't been house-rolling anything yeah. in Faced yeah. Edition, so... Or at least we're trying to limit it as much as possible. Right, so that we can actually critique the system. Which there's not a lot of critiques for. But I'm pretty sure that's as, as soon as there's one of each, or... If it's any scale, it cancels. Any scale cancels out. There's no keeping track of numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he's right. I just can't be 100% sure. Well, I know the advantage disadvantage thing is at the beginning of the combat section. So we're going to play it that it cancels out. So you have no, neither advantage or disadvantage. As long as you have disadvantage attack. on okay. your getting hit. Yeah, that's my disadvantage to my AC, which is going to put me at. <laughs> okay. You're, we're talking about a reckless attack right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is true even if multiple circumstances impose disadvantage and only one grants advantage or vice versa. In such a situation, you have neither advantage nor disadvantage. Boom. Boom. Cool. Sounds okay. right. So, roll one. Eleven misses, probably. That was, Eleven that does miss. That was the only roll he got. Huh? That was the only roll he got. Well, he's got he multiple attacks. Two attacks out. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, roll number two. Eight and nineteen. That should hit. All right, a nineteen does hit. Spear down. This does it's ten damage. No, twelve damage. Rage. Twelve damage. Yeah. Okay. And you are still grappled, so I get my auto damage, right? Yeah. So my auto damage this round is sixteen. <sighs> Holy jeez. What happened to those sixes, man? <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. It's uh, 3d6 plus 3, so that 6 was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Thanks. Not once-in-a-lifetime. It was just a 1 in 360. 
Yeah. So this thing doesn't make any attack against me. Well, it well, gets an automatic hit for grappling you. But it's not making an attack on me at the same time. Correct. But if you break free, it's going to have... take an attack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'll continue struggling with it. Uh, uh, so, I'm going to do a frenzy reckless as well. So, I'm going to go with three attacks. Good. Uh, nice. 18, which is going to First attack hit. hits. I'll just roll for all three. Okay. 17. Hits. And... Ah, uh, 13. Nope. Hit. Hit? Yep. Okay. That's so weird that these invisible creatures can be hit so easily. 3d6. Well, I when all your disadvantages cancel out. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, it's also wrapped around his leg. So it's yeah. clear. 16. But if, well, even if it wasn't. Yeah, he asked it. He would have to 19, target a specific square and he'd have a chance of 19 plus 12, 31. That would be true. Sure. But he knows exactly where it is because it's wrapped around his leg. Fair enough. <laughs> Plus the three plus two, so thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. All right. There well, we it looses its grip of your leg. Good. You don't <laughs> go know after it. if go it's after dead or where it is, but <laughs> you see nothing. It's not like bloody in the water and like that. Just uh, uh, whatever is gripping your leg is now gone. Okay. So I'm gonna start swimming back up because if that grabs me again, I'm not looking forward to it. Okay. Morva pops his head out of the water. So there was something in the water. And it hurt a lot. But you got it? Some healing? Uh, I would appreciate it. I don't know if it's gone yet. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're. It, it let go, right? Which means that you beat it? I don't know. I couldn't see it. There was a door, though, actually. There was a door. So I need to get uh, rid of what that was so I could get my key. Your key? Or put the key in the thing. Never send a landlubber to do a seaman's job. If you want to jump in, go ahead. It's fine. It's warm. I'm taking off my jacket. <laughs> no, I'm taking off my jacket, putting my dagger in my mouth, and jumping in. Okay. So, um, first you take damage from how cold the water is. Nope. No, Wisp was uh, training me. <laughs> he actually gets inside of Wisp. He has his clothes yeah, I, um, I dealt damage to Sam when he stuck his hand in, his wa in this water before. You're only taking the damage once because though you feel a biting cold, He's the second that. your body's fully submerged because you jump in, your body becomes warm and it's no longer cold to you. Cool. Um, evil? I said because you're tiefling. Oh, uh, okay. Because you're he, evil. He said because you're evil. <laughs> yeah, just because I'm tiefling. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, um, I believe the damage was 1d6. So Sam, or Jeremy, throw a 1d6 for me. Uh -huh. Turn the players oh, against each other. Wow. Huh. I was hoping it would go blue. <laughs> it didn't. Alright. So cool. And I'm going to actually end it there for you guys. Uh, we've got Bay Breeze and Morva in the water. We believe that whatever was in there is gone. There's still the creature, the alluring creature at the bottom. Um, Who is probably another Quattle. Oh, that was in the other thing. Yeah, that was in uh, Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for joining us for the Pathless Podcast. This was Lightlessness. Uh, our five... E campaign. Our website's pathlesspod.com. You can find us on iTunes or subscribe to our RSS feed through the website. Uh, additionally, we're on Google Play and SoundCloud and all those other crazy places. So find us through whatever you want to. If you have any comments, ideas, uh, if you want us to stop doing combat on mic and just provide an explanation afterwards, that's something I actually uh, have been thinking about so that we can be free to do combat our way and the episodes are a little shorter and a little bit more packed with content. Uh, and also, you don't have to hear us figure it out. But if you like that, write it in and let us know, because, you know, different people like different things. Uh, anything else, guys? Oh, yeah. Um, 
What's that game Sam plays? Clash Royale. Clash Royale. Contact us if you want to join Clash Royale, and contact us if you want to play Hearthstone. And contact us if you are one of those parent companies and want to uh, support us. <laughs> and by support us, we want free stuff. <laughs> I good? Everyone feel like they've been recognized as part of the majority? Sure, why not?